Welcome friends to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, alongside the bearded wonder, Mr. Adol Kerji. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> Again, trying to think up names, monikers, things. Keeping it fresh, eh? Yeah, change it up every week. Lucy isn't joining us this week. Uh, she's busy, she's got work to do. Work? On a Tuesday, Lucy. It's got to be done. When it's got to be done, it's got to be done. Um, it's episode 239. Adult, you and I, we are going to get stuck into some beers. And we're probably going to be talking about the games that we've been playing, any interesting things that we want to discuss this week. Uh, I will start with you, sir. What are you cracking open first? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so this week, I went with... Um, I took a page from your book mm. and i went i was shopping for ingredients for a hot and sour soup and then there nice. was the, the gloucester road sainsbury's and i did a um supermarket hall oh, versus okay. a craft um store hall or a mm-hmm. bottle shop hall so the first one i've got is the cali pale ale, pale ale by tiny rebel oh yeah it's a juicy pale ale five percent small tin uh, the eye is hazy pale the nose is pine tropical the taste is juicy, juicy pine and mango cali pale kick back and watch the world go by lovely um, we have one rule never just make vanilla ice cream nice little can very cali colors mm-hmm. palm tree bicycle I don't know why oh, my camera's doing the weird focus thing yes um, but yeah <laughs> uh, so that's the first one for me. Uh, while I pour, uh, what do you tell me about what you're having? Yeah, so uh, this week I am going to be drinking two beers from Good Chemistry. It was their uh, fifth birthday last week. Um, so I went down to the brewery and picked up a bunch of uh, a bunch of beers from them. The first beer I'm drinking tonight is a beer I have already drunk um, one off um, yesterday, day before maybe, but it's a beer that they rebrewed for their birthday. This is Morello Theory. Um, it's uh, it's a dark cherry beer. Um, Ooh. Let's see, let's see. Lots and lots of lovely things on uh, Good Chemistry's cans to read out. So. Theory, the flavour network, describes how opposite and contrasting flavours complement each other, like our Morello theory. Pairings are celebrations, anniversaries, and tuxedos. The stats are OG 1.069, the FG is 1.019, and 27 IBUs. It's 6.5%, it's a 440ml can. Uh, They do have a little bit of flavour text going back to our roots to celebrate our fifth birthday with a rebrew of one of our earliest beers. Rich dark malts fermented with Belgian yeast paired with dark sour cherries. Uh, You've got your percentages on the can there. It is 17% hoppy, 76% malty, 38% bitter, and 60% sweet. Mm. But yes, 
I have drank this. I think I drank it when they did brew it originally. And um, I don't, I might not be quite five years ago. I don't think it was like a original, original one from them. Uh, but yeah, I drank it a couple of days ago. So I thought I'd crack this open as it is their anniversary beer. That sounds great. How is the Cali Pale? Uh, so, lovely, lovely, slightly citrus, but mostly tropical um, nose. Um, yeah, so I'm getting some passion fruit mango and some sort of like a light lemon, and then and then um, and then some pininess as well, mm. which I think was on the tin. Uh, it's, it's what they said, hazy, minimal head, um, good lacing. Um, I, the smell's super inviting. It's the exact opposite. It, actually, today was a bit, um, sunnier than other days. And yes. it, um, it, uh, I'm sorry, I just want to turn my phone off, vibrate. Uh, this is what it be, the per- this is exactly the opposite of the weather of the past few days, which I'm kind of liking because, uh, well, when we're all stuck inside, it's nice to pretend we're not and we're somewhere yeah. else. Um, ooh. So this is one of those beers that the taste is just like a amplification of the of the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, tropical fruit. The pininess is much more forward. That little hint of lemon I was I was detecting isn't quite there, mm. but it's like a juicy. Tropical. Um, now a little more mango than 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 passion fruit, but juicy tropical um, under like base foundation taste, and then there's this pininess that sort of rides on top of it the whole time, leaving nice. you with this drying piney bitterness that sort of starts there, but let, is longer than the the rest of the the taste. Mm-hmm. Um. So it finishes quite dry tasting, uh, dry and bitter tasting, but the actual mouthfeel isn't as dry, but again, because it's sort of, it's quite bitter and the, that piney bitterness stays much longer than the sort of sweeter, fruitier taste. Yeah. I think I'll be hitting it a lot more. The texture is really, really nice. It's, uh, it coats that even at 5%, it coats the tongue. And the mouth, uh, and and it makes it for like take, it's one of those beers where you sort of take a smaller sip and just sort of swish it through your mouth, sort of like a hit, like like a mini shot. Mm. Just because I want every part of my mouth experiencing it. Yeah. Um, and what's nice is there is this hit of sweetness at the very beginning of the taste, um, and now that I'm had some more time with it. I think now that my mouth has gotten a little more used to that pininess, I, I, there is that sweetness from the tropical fruit mm. that, that it does sit there. It's just much more reserved compared to the pininess. Yeah. So it's nice because I think it'll grow more into that tropical flavor as my palate is gets used to that very pine forward taste. Mm. Okay, it's quite quite good. Really refreshing. Um, it's it's a pale ale that you could. It's not a tropical pale ale that feels weird at winter, I would say. I think mm. that piney bitterness grounds it such that it's just like, hey, I want a, I want an interesting tasting pale ale. This is this is good. Solid. Go Tiny Rebel. How nice. about you? Um, it's, you know, as you would expect, 
very, very dark. It does have a little hint of uh, a brown to it. And I was going to say. sort of cola-esque in its colour. Um, it does have a lovely nose. Lots of um, cherry coming off of that, but also getting a nice hit of chocolate as well. And like... More like dark chocolate. You know, this is kind of edging on a um, you know a very fruity dark chocolate. If you get like a dark chocolate bar that's got like raspberries in it, obviously with this example, okay. cherries in it, something like that. It has that sort of feel to it in the nose. I was going to say actually when you before you said cola, I was thinking it looks like a like a sixty percent cocoa chocolate, like a mm, dark chocolate, but yeah. not too dark. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, I don't know exactly what beer style this is. Um, it doesn't tell me on here um, but it's very uh, at least in I'll drink some first before I swish it around the glass because I'm right at the top oh, the head disappeared very quickly after I poured but it's it's got a thinness to it which matches quite well with the flavour really um, I'm not expecting it to be you know, thick or viscous, um, but it, it has a. It, it is very sweet, and you definitely get that cherry from it. But it does have a little bit of a. You know, like an uh, aspartame sort of flavour to oh. it. But it's 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 more what I think of as like flat cola. So you know how cola gets it. That just feels like it gets a little bit sweeter but not that like furry teeth kind of sweetness as it gets flatter this has a little mm. bit of that to it and i think it's maybe just the cherry is is that it is just the cherry that's coming through um and i'm not a huge cherry person you know i don't like say cokes with with cherry in I'm not a big marzipan sort of guy um do you not like dr pepper no i do not like dr pepper he's my least Heathen. favorite doctor um, Heathen. Dr. Well, Pepper's the best. Yeah. What can I say? What can I say? I'm a man of refined tastes. Um, and the sweetness sticks around quite nicely. But there is that underlying multi base to it as well. It's ever so slightly roasted. Really low on that. But it's coming through with nice... But again, quite light, sort of dark chocolate to back this all up. And I, I know how this beer is going to go, because obviously I drank it the other night. And I'd imagine that this one's going to be exactly the same, that my palate will get a little bit more used to that initial sweet cherry burst that you get from this. And the maltiness comes through that little bit more as I drink it. So I'll probably leave my thoughts there for a moment. And we can That's launch fair. into... Yeah. Whatever it is we're all going to be talking about this week. Um, I thought I'd start just with a little bit of an update on uh, on Spider-Man, Mars Morales. Ah, yes. Because uh, I finished it. Oh, excellent. Uh, now, is that a is that a I finished the plot, or is that a I did all the things according to the achievement list? So, I haven't done all of the things according to the, the achievements and the trophies. Um... They um, they split the game, and I think they've done this because they know that they have created a shorter experience. So there are trophies for playing New Game Plus. 
There are Aha. also skills and suits and things locked off in the first run-through of the game. They want you to go into New Game Plus to play some more. Um, and I did some of the collectibles. I didn't get them all. There were a couple I missed uh, within um, like enemy hideouts uh, that I would have to go back in to go and get. But I've I finished the story... And I think I've experienced it enough for now to be excited to play it again when I get a PS5, you know, further down the line. Experience that jump in graphics, experience that jump in performance and speed, uh, but also to kind of mop everything up and and do that new game plus. Take my save over and do that new game plus on the on the PlayStation 5 rather than just playing it through again. You know, have it at a harder difficulty, have it with all of my stuff already unlocked and play through them. Uh, but the story which is the thing I want to mention, is solid. It's really solid. Uh, it doesn't feel like it is a... Um, uh, it doesn't feel like it's a smaller experience in terms of what you're getting from the way the story is delivered, right? Yes, it's shorter in, in length, but it's a nice, concise story that wraps itself up very well, that tells itself over a few parts of New York, but kind of concentrates... In on uh, in on Harlem for for a lot of it um, because it's all about that like community vibe you know you are Miles Morales Spider Man you're not the Spider Man that saves kind of all of New York you are not like B tier although there is a little bit of that feeling from Miles himself kind of as you're playing the game that he isn't Spider Man you know he constantly refers to Spider Man and, and refers to himself as the other Spider Man never as Spider-Man through the game. So uh, to kind of link it to, say, into the Spider-Verse, where we, as we've discussed, where we have Miles kind of growing up through that story and experiencing his like growth in confidence and things, you get a little bit of that with this as well. But it's maybe not quite as punching as it is in Into the Spider-Verse, a two-hour experience, because uh, obviously this is told over about an eight to... 10 hour experience maybe a little bit longer uh, but longer because I did a lot of the collectibles and swung through New York doing the crime you know stopping crimes and all of those sorts of things as well right uh, but I like the story uh, Miles is played very well it's played with feeling and heart and you know there are certain moments where they're trying to tug on the on your heartstrings and it does work um, it's it's not a game that I you know, it's not like The Last of Us where I was like a, a mess. Um, it definitely, I definitely felt what the characters were feeling, um, but, but maybe not as the characters. But not as the characters. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, there's a little bit of an issue for me with the you know age-old issue with modern video games. Uh, you're gonna ha always have boss battles in a Spider-Man game. But I think yep. the final boss battle just felt a little bit too much. It could have been slimmed down, definitely. But like, they wanted this big, epic kind of Like scene. it didn't match the pace? Is that what you mean? It sort of... It it kind of did and it kind of didn't. So they, they switched... You know, it, it had various sections where you were fighting in a building. Then they threw you around a little bit. And then you're in a, this ruined rooftop and then you're doing extra you know these sorts of things but the skills that you had weren't able to be utilized very well like 
I was basically just like dodging the entire time and taking in little hits where I could rather than being able to tie them up or throw down like a hollow um, a hollow Spider-Man, which is one of your things. You get a little uh, holographic representation, um, which is like, it looks like a crash test dummy basically, but a, a holographic version. And it will go and throw a few punches. This is like a distraction rather than it doing any kind of damage really. So you can get away, you can camouflage, you can then kind of go up and web people up and do the things that you want to do as Spider-Man. That didn't work in this final battle. And it was like, no, this boss is just going to come at you and come at you and come at you all the time. And the character didn't really suit that style of boss. Combat? And combat, I thought, yeah. So it fell down a little bit there, but then lifted itself back up with the way that it presented sort of the final scene and, and those sorts of things. So I was pleased right, but- with it as, a, as an overall sort of story, but there's that just that one niggling element. I'm like, mm, this is a bit boring I mean- to actually do. Yeah, I mean that's really, I mean that seems like a trade-off of being cinematically, sort of narratively fruitful, but it's an interactive experience. So yeah. you want the the last main thing you do to be good. You do, and <laughs> you kind of want it to be a complete combination of all of the skills that you a have showcase. learned, and yeah, absolutely, all of all of the gadgets that you've got, all of the skills. You know, you want it to be those perfectly timed things. You know, that, that perfectly timed dodge on any other enemy would web them up or you can jump straight at them if they uh, you perfectly um, dodge a um, like a projectile shot. You can then, like if you've upgraded yourself, you can hit triangle and he will web straight to them and just knock them out in one hit. And you don't get any of that in this final boss. And it, it kind of makes sense to tailor boss battles to that kind of thing. So, you know, one of them I'm fighting Rhino. He's not going to get webbed up. He's a big fucking Rhino. You have to fight that in a different way. But this didn't feel like there was a certain way to do this using or utilizing a combination of the skills. It was just dodge, 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 dodge. Go in and use your bioelectricity to do a big hit. Couple of little hits Mm. afterwards for a combo and then just back off. Dodge, 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 dodge. And then try and do that again. And yeah, it just, just falls down that little bit on that last thing. And I think I must have died. I mean, I died more on that last boss than I did the entire game. Mm. Um, which was, you know, uh, during the game, it was maybe three or four times. During the boss, it was maybe five or six, something like which, that. Which, you know, on paper, sounds good. You know, it's the final boss. It takes more effort. But if it's because you can't use the skills the game has trained you in, then that's disappointing. I mean, one of the things that, depending on how much work I get done this week, I've been uh, I've been thinking, oh, right, I've, I actually do have my things set up. And uh, going to the streaming PC with its hiccups um, reminded me that, oh, yeah, I have consoles that yeah. I can play on the TV. Yeah, uh, And so I was like, oh... Miles Morales came out. I should play Spider Dash Man. Um, <laughs> you do do a lot of dashing in Spider Man. Yeah, because uh, I've been meaning to play that for ages, and it's one of the few games that's sort of on the list that, especially with Miles Morales, like the hype never really let go. Everyone just gushed about it, and it's not like I um, uh, ever didn't want to do it. Um, I'm yes. now in a position where. Uh, lockdown two and mm. mid job applications times and not really working it's like ah you know what i would actually rather 
you know, I, I have now resigned myself to a lot of YouTubing. It's like, oh, I'd actually rather play a game instead yeah. of doing that. Yeah. Um, so I th it's between Spider-Man and Hades, but I think I might have to give Hades... A, I think Hades I might try undocked to start, although I think I probably will prefer the Pro Controller experience. Yeah, I definitely... I play with a controller, even though I've got it uh, on PC. Um uh, oh, I just mean compared to like handheld, handheld. switch mode because yes. I have it on the switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that they're, they're two kind of they are two very different games, and I think you could probably easily find yourself flitting between the two of them. Um, sort of what I fa figured mm -hmm. as well, but actually, to be honest, it's like, oh, end of the year's coming up. I've actually played a lot of games, but a lot of them have been, uh, you know, like for review. Yeah, and not all of them have been. So great, and it's like, oh, I want to actually experience what this terrible year had to, had to offer. And yeah, like <laughs> I would put Hades on this list. I know you, you played it in early, early access, access or something. Yes, last year. Uh, last yeah. year, yeah. But it's like, and and uh, as always, I I'm perfectly happy putting older games on if they are the games I played. Um, but uh, yeah, so so so, but I think I might um, I'd like to at least give give Hades a try while it's of the year, uh, mm -hmm. while Spider-Man's clearly not, uh, though I suspect, like you said, I'll probably end up playing both. Um, but also, my brief bombshell is, uh, I think I'm finally over my games, I'm not sure. Like, the way Magic got me was because mm. rounds are usually, like, short bursts. Mm -hmm. Even a grindy match is done in 20 minutes. Um, but, like, I think accidentally playing for the, the extra hour today, for example. Like, we, we sort of went two hours instead of one before you were supposed to go. Um, yeah. It did work as yeah. well. It was fine. I had a lot yeah, of drawings I, to do. I, 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 I trust you. Yeah, yeah, I trust you on that. I, I'm just saying, like, oh, I didn't... I Like, when I checked, I'm like, oh, it's been an hour, 45 minutes. Mm. And it wasn't... We'll get to it, but, like, it wasn't like this was such a gripping game. It's like, oh, I think my mind is finally healed from weird, like, ancillary guilt where it just got <laughs> to play a game. And it's like, right, you, one of the things that's great is it's not necessarily escapism, right? Because that's the thing that, like, I sometimes triggers guilt. It's immersion. Yeah. And, like, e even simple games can do that. Oh, I finally feel like I, I'm playing video games again. <laughs> uh, but also, now it's like, well, now I want to pick the games I, I want to play, mm. not just ne necessarily sort of the ones that um, we've got we, we've got here at Out of Lives for review. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think I think Hades will suit you very well. I, I remember a few years ago that um, after I'd finished God of War, so 2018, um, Pilbug... Interactive's um, Cycle 28 came out. Very small game. You know, we've had Dave and Sean on to chat about that, and we had them on to chat about Making It Home, which is their current game that they're, they're putting out. Um, but Cycle 28 was that fast-paced, quick-reload, arcade kind of game. And Hades is similar in that regard. You know, you, you will go in, and especially with your first few runs, having never played it before, you'll go in, and you're going to die pretty quickly and then go back to start a run over again. And it's got some very cool ways that it does that, uh, you know, roguelike kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing I, I, I'm curious about Hades is, as much as I joke about not being a gamer anymore, uh, I, um, boy, have I, when I heard about the neat 
way they're doing, um, excuse me, um, like you can set it on not easy mode, but like the, the game's difficulty shifts every time you die, like the increasing whatever, even though it's marginal. It's like, do I do that or do I not? And then it's like, why Why is there a choice point at the beginning of the game? <laughs> Can't I just play a game? Because, uh, like, my gaming gamer mindset is, no, of course not. But I'm also the guy who doesn't finish some games because he never thinks, never thinks, oh, I could drop it down to easy even for this level. Mm. I just, I forget. I just, like, I, and, and I, I'm not, I, like hardcore like go on hard i'm like okay you said this is normal or regular fine i'll play your game this way and then when i hit a wall or even get bored i don't think oh i could scream through this boring part quicker on easy even if i can know i can finish it that's probably better for my enjoyment i i just have such a like gap in my brain for this is an option it's literally in the bit of the menu called options Mm. um just don't don't even think about it. Uh, and I, I I'd like to get better about that because there are there are games that like I never finished that I was like into narratively, but just like either hit a difficulty wall or just like a sloggy bit. Like the earlier Assassin's Creed games were very much like I kind of want to know the rest of the story, but also oh god, it's kind of so repetitive. But also my completionist man says I should do all of the activities on the mini map. Yeah, uh, and I. Th- I think if I went back to those, I would just skip so much of it. I remember an early conversation we had um, about about Assassin's Creed specifically and your sort of completionist nature. It's like, oh, there's a flag over here. Collect all of the flags in the first game. And then the second game was like, collect all of the feathers yeah. that are around everywhere. And, um, I mean, you know, Spider-Man actually, come back to Spider-Man, that does a... Mars Morales has a good point of showing you where things are on the map but it might hide it away so you know roughly its general location but then you have to find it within that small area and it it kind of it doesn't have you hunting too much for a random object somewhere um right which is really nice it does you know it is a shorter experience and it does um it's it's What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? It's gone from my mind completely. It's, um, it likes me. It likes my time. Yeah, yeah the word's gone from my mind. But it, it, it kind of... Um, it allows me to play and do everything with it being a smaller game. And it not being like, yes, the, the, the game was... Kind of the story and the few side missions and thing you did were were eight hours, but actually you need to spend thirty in this just looking for all of these collectibles. You know, it's it's sort of like a ten hour experience that you can wrap up in like I mean twelve hours or something like that's, that. Sounds great to me because I I mean this is the thing that that um ooh, I don't know if you recall um and um uh, past guest and friend of the show Lauren Lauren will will be very mad if she ever listens to this but i never started the witcher 3 oh yes um, yeah because it's i was like struggling with my phd and it was like this 
tens of hours game and i was like oh can't do that uh and then time passed and it's like it's on you know you still talk about it adam still talks about it. lucy even enjoyed it she yeah. should hate it and it's like fuck where where am i gonna find the time for that and uh and it's like i i don't you're not you're never you're I never know. gonna play it i know that's the thing right yeah and and so uh, I guess this is this is why Spider-Man actually has been peaking to me, not just the like mm. new hype on, you know, you see these YouTube videos about, oh, I'm actually uh, get used to old, old, new face Spider-Man, even because it's a different game. Like you, you don't say, right? But like all these like pieces about the game and about uh, these weird ancillary stuff in in like mm. the the pop culture and the news, and I'm like, right. I legit was excited to play that game. You lent it to me. I didn't. I put it in. It installed. I never around, uh, man, man, managed to like hit play. That was me in in my very uh, gamer ang- angst about gaming and all kinds of things, including yeah. watching films. Which thanks to Geek Out we- Weekly, I'm watching things again. Mm, but also, I don't feel yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I was like, right, cool. I should play that game before it becomes like my uh, on the list of like. The Witcher Three and Red Dead Redemption Two and God of War and <laughs> keep looking at that job. Outer Wilds. Yeah, no Outer Worlds. Can you, can, you, Outer Worlds. can you see that from here, or you just know no, my I shelf? Just, I just remember. I remember because you had it. You opened it on on an episode, didn't you? You're like, here's a new yeah. game I bought. Who knows if I'll play it? And I definitely lived up to that. Boy, what a waste of money. I mean, not that the game's a waste of money, but buying it at full price. Uh, I was super stoked about it. Uh, and again, it, it it was the, this is going to be a long game notion. Even though it's shorter than the sort of other Fallout East style yes. games. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is why it appealed to me. But it turns out, still like 20, 30 hours is a lot. And I think, like, actually, you know, Speedrunning communities are absolutely nuts, but someone finished that game in like 15 minutes. Really? Yeah, it's like 15 or 20 minutes speedrun. Uh, where, and I watched a, um, a developer commentary on this, and they were talking. 12 minutes like, is the. Oh. They Sorry, were just, the current. They were just chatting about it and going, God, oh, he just completely bypassed this part. We thought you'd have to do this to get this, but. He's just he's just stolen this instead, and then got in the lift, and then done this, and you know, just completely wowed the devs as well with this uh, with this run. Yeah, I mean, and of course, as soon as that happens, uh, everyone tries it. So the current yes. champion on speedrun.com is player Sharo with time without loading ten minutes forty seconds, time with loading twelve minutes thirty four. <laughs> Ridiculous but, for like what a forty-hour game. Thirty plus, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's bonkers. But I have to say, um, before, back when the internet was barely a thing and games were much simpler, mm-hmm. I ever tell you the, oh, the time I accidentally beat Mist? No, I don't think so. Ooh, accidentally. Ooh. So that game is like travel through all bunch of worlds. I, 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 this is a memory for me in like junior high or whatever. So like, I don't know. This isn't like a strat, but 
Um, basically, you bounce around and you solve puzzles in different planes, and you get these like pages to books that, of like the good son and the bad son of the guy who created the Mist World, roughly. And then like you, you, you. So there's like a multiple endings or something. Again, very hazy. Um, but I, you stumble upon in the first house in the main world this like in the fireplace or something along those lines like a you, you can like walk into this thing that looks kind of like a like a fire chimney and then a like wall comes down and there's just like a grid of things where you click on them and it like makes a square and it's like a mm-hmm. I don't know, 15 by 15 grid um and clearly there's a pattern and there's like books that have different patterns in and I can't remember because it's a million years ago, and boy, do I not care to look it up. But it was either I went, I found the book that had all the patterns, and I just tried them all. Yep. Or the only world I went to gave me a pattern, or whatever. Basically, I just spent like a little bit of time just being like, I have all these patterns. Fuck it, I'll just try them all. And I unlock this door, and it gives me a page, and I put the, go back to the main room, and I put the page of the book, and it gives me one of the brothers' endings because it was the last page. Oh, brilliant! And I like I, I legit don't remember where I got the right pattern, but I'm pretty sure I just was like every time I saw a pattern, I just wrote it in a notebook, and then I went back. And I'm like, oh, these are all the ones. I, let's see what it does. And then it rolled credits on me. I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> That's perfect. Um, That's perfect. Yeah. And so, like, and after that, it was like, I don't really want to play all these puzzles. Because <laughs> I... What? Why? <laughs> but, like, that's how these things sometimes happen, right? Like, the they just assume you won't go and do these, like, often yeah. really dumb things. Like, well, we're giving you... It might have been 50 patterns. I don't know, like over 20 patterns. Like, obviously, you're not just going to sit there and bang them out. You're going to get the hints to figure out which one is right. No, I'm a fucking kid. I got nothing better to do. Also, I like that they, you know, in, in probably in a lot of early games... You needed that like one item. It wasn't about the the collection of items and the game going. Okay, you you now have this 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 and this to be able to do it. It was just like you could just get this one thing and you're done and that's it. Yeah, and it turns out yeah. I mean, I, I think the technical term is sequence breaking. Mm. Um, although often sequence breaking is for when you get something too early and sometimes it like won't let you progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like two versions of it, but they, yeah. So in this, it's like right. They assume you, their path they planned is the one you take, and so it's sort of they don't. It's inconsequential whether you had the item all along is is like the the theory, right? Because you won't know what to do with the item, but they don't. But it's interactive, so you might just use the item in a random place, and if there's nothing in the code blocking you from using it there you just skip chunk yeah. of plot and sometimes you do that in games and it's like haha you found the end of mist and sometimes it's like i don't know what like you do a thing and you're like i don't understand this next clue because there's no context because i've skipped hours of plot by accident mm-hmm. um but the worst is when it's actually sequence breaking where it's not like see i guess it lets you sequence skipping versus breaking because se- sequence breaking is really bad it's when they don't realize that if you accidentally loop back because you're like i don't know let's try doing this i got a little lost i, I went backwards instead of forwards and then you can't 
because you get the new item, the code it makes it so you can't then go further in the plot because you triggered something further than further in the plot, and yep. so you just lock yourself out of getting yeah, yeah. through the game. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then you Google, thanks to the internet, you Google, and you're like, oh, I, I broke the game. I can't Yep, that's finish. it. Never play it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so that's Spider-Man Miles Morales, I think this is the topic we were talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, and, and I I wonder, sort of, from what you're kind of you know, the idea about secrets breaking and stuff. I've um, I won't talk about it much, but I've started the Last Guardian. Um, that's the um, which is the Tigo following you? Yeah, yeah, Trico, which also oh, has the word. Ico. When did you get that, or is that part of? Ah, so yes, hmm. um, I will kind of say uh, it's it's very linear it's a platformer um i didn't really know what to kind of expect from it you know this is a game from several years ago now um i think it's a playstation 4 exclusive pretty sure it is it is is definitely a ps4 exclusive Mm. uh and it came out and basically 2016 6th of december okay wow that's has it been that long Mm. I mean, the big thing was it was one of the... Yeah, of course, because it was one of the first, like, we also have this on PSVR. Um, oh. It took, like, seven years to make or something. It even took longer than so that. many like, extra years. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I th- yeah, it took so many extra years that when it came out, basically, it looked pretty. and But then, like, all of the quality of life thing... People basically said... This is clearly a game that's been worked on too long because you've upgraded the graphics, but like the AI is dumb, and a lot of the like the camera is a bit. Oh, the camera was the worst. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I heard about it back in 2016. Why don't you tell me how you felt in 2020, the Uh, year it didn't happen? (laughs) Again, this is a game which is only about sort of I think 12 hours or something like that. So was it really that short? Yes. Yeah. Um, And I'm yeah maybe a couple of hours in. Maybe. Uh, but I wonder whether I would get into any sequence-breaking elements. But it's, it's constructed in a way that you you get into an area and you're kind of in that area until you do the thing that you have to do. There is no way further than that so far. Right. It's not open world. It's very linear. You're moving between spaces constantly and whether you have to get onto the back of the bird dog and it jumps you across into the new area once you've stopped it from being like mesmerized by something or um, you have its attention to be able to take you. You know, it, it, it seems to be doing this kind of very linear path quite well so far. But who knows if there is something. And it just it made me think of the game when you were talking about sort of sequence breaking about whether there would be some way that I can lock myself into an awkward position with this game. And I'm not I'm not you. I'm not going to try and break it for the sake of breaking it. Hey. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. I take umbrage with the idea that I always do this. <laughs> not always, not always. Yeah. Inadvertently perhaps occasionally. Um but yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it's so far kind of like so good i knew what i was uh, kind of going into a little bit from the reviews and and 
what I had built up in my mind, and it hasn't really deviated from that very much, but I'm pleasantly surprised with how well it handles the progression through the spaces that I haven't been able to go too far uh, or I haven't been sort of left behind. There's been, you know, not much, there hasn't been any backtracking really once you're out of that space. So it seems to be constructed at least in a progression sort of way quite well. But we'll see what the next 10 hours bring if I, you know, uh, if I continue playing it. Currently, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to talk maybe a little bit later about um, Curse of the Dead Gods, which I've been playing um, a little bit more past the stream we did last week. Um, nice, nice. So it's it's kind of that is sort of occupying my mind, and, and the Last Guardian feels like a little bit of just a different hit, really. Something that I'm not paying too much attention to, and not Power sitting cluster? down for hours and hours. You know, it's it's kind of my my side game at the moment rather than it being kind of the, the other way around, which I would expect from Spider-Man and Hades. You know, Spider-Man would be your main game that you're, you're putting some time into, and Hades would be the one where you're like, I've got 20 minutes, I'll do a, a quick couple of runs, if not one run, trying to get through as, as far as possible. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably... Who knows if I'll have finished it for the next episode, but I'll talk about it next week or the week after, once cool. I've experienced the entire thing, if I do, or whenever I... I I'm really happy down. you're liking it, because uh, it seemed... I mean, I, I, I was the um, the back seat on, on your initial stream for it, and it seemed quite fun and quite dynamic, mm. um, and... Where are they done? I, I cannot remember where they are in... in um, early access development etc is it full release no it's yeah i think version point two yeah um cool. it updates with some new stuff tomorrow as well aha um but we'll we'll we'll, we'll come yeah, to yeah, that yeah, we'll talk a, about that we'll come to that in a little bit later uh, are you ready for another beer perhaps uh, i am uh, i'm going to uh <laughs> feel free to write down a timestamp, but i'm just going to quickly rinse this glass and run an ad behind me Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and for those of you can't still hear you, listening, can't I know, hear you. I know, I know you can't hear me. For those of you still listening to us in the audio, I'm not going to cut it. I'm too lazy. I've got too much to do. There's too much work going on for me at the moment. Let us know. Come and talk to us. Let us know what beers you're drinking. Uh, we are at Tanked Up Cast on the socials. I don't know who you're talking to. I'm running an ad. <laughs> I'm talking to the podcast people. You can't hear me, but you have to. I'm talking to yeah, the podcast. Talking to the podcast. Oh, I assumed you were just like too lazy cut, to cut, cut it off. No, no, I'm telling them. <laughs> I'm telling them they can go to out of uh, out of lives network or out of lives net on the socials and tanks upcast on the socials too to let us know what you're drinking. Let us know what you're playing. Are you playing Hades? Are you playing the Last Guardian? Oh, I didn't say how I'm playing the Last Guardian, did I? No, that's what I thought we were going to get into in about ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll mention that, yes, first. Yeah, I think we briefly did it, uh, and we're back. Um, so, yes. How how did I get to play The Last Guardian? I haven't I haven't purchased it. It isn't a PS Plus game for oh, people with PlayStation 4s. There is a workaround for the... I think it's called the PS Plus Collection. So, oh, is that what it's called? Yes, yeah, a set of... PlayStation 4 games, which are available for PlayStation 5 PS Plus subscribers. 
So if you're a PS, you know, incentivize people becoming PS Plus subscribers when they get the PlayStation 5 if they're new to the console or missed some of these games previously. But you have, you know, you've got some of the bigger hits like God of War, the Uncharted games, Last of Us Remastered, Bloodborne. There's a few non-PlayStation exclusives like Mortal Kombat 10? 10. It's 10, not 11, right? No, it's 10. 10. Yeah. Um, and you've got Bloodborne, you've got um, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Infamous oh, Second yeah. Son, but uh, Persona 5 and Until Dawn are interesting entries yes. on this. Yes, Persona 5 as well, which I think is far too big for me to even look at. Uh, but the last Yeah, game, I mean, you're preaching the choir based on our previous conversation. Yeah. I'm like, that seems like a game I would love to play. <laughs> <laughs> Instant and then like, one, yeah, one of the, one of the streamers that I I, I uh, watch over at Loading Ready Run, uh, he used to have Adam's Game House, and he like was like, I'll try this out, and then like it was months of his stream because <laughs> he would only play it on stream, right? But he he like prop, he was like not into anime bullshit, proper got into it, so did so much with the game. I'm like, okay, so I'm kind of in an anime bullshit. So if you're if this if it's good enough to get someone caught this well much. Oh God, that just <laughs> makes my head spin, and and maybe it won't anymore. But boy, did it! I think it's deep. I think it's one of those games that is like super, super deep, and mm. is is just in the hundreds rather than the tens of hours that you can put into something like that. Uh, but whilst you're searching, the PS Plus collection, I, 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 yes, not available on PlayStation Four. A bunch of PlayStation Four games incentivizing PlayStation 5 players to sign up to the subscription. However, there is a workaround. Uh, and if you have someone that you know and you trust with a PlayStation 5... You. Well, no. I mean, if you've got a friend and you've got a PlayStation 5, you can well, do it for them. So explain, the, explain it. But yes, yeah. I, have to, I had to trust the person I was giving my login details to. So they ah, logged gotcha. in to my account on their PlayStation 5. They could then allocate because I was a PlayStation Plus subscriber, all of those games against my account. So they did that. They took me off of their system. Yep. I logged onto my PlayStation, and there they were in my library, ready for me to oh. download. Neat. That's it. That's all we had to do. So, Mr. Dave Wyatt, X out of Livesa. Um, I, yeah. I was going to say, do you want to say that on air? Because uh, no. now, now there's... They don't know, you know what PSN ID. No one from PlayStation listens to this. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. Didn't give me a code for Spider-Man. They definitely don't listen to this. But... No! <laughs> Fair um, enough. So, uh, yes, there's a little workaround. Who knows how long that will last? Uh, I don't see any way of them stopping it, really. You're logging into an account on a PlayStation 5. Um, we had a little bit of a back and forth because... Um, it then set the PlayStation 5 as my primary console rather than my PS4. So my PlayStation app on my phone, which they've updated and have modernized and is very, very good now. If you're a PlayStation what? player and you don't have the PlayStation app on your phone, do that because it's really good. Um, you can you can buy what games on it, do? download them to your system. You can buy games on the app, cool. you can download them to your console, as long as I think it's your primary. You can chat to other people, yeah. you can see what people are playing, go into your trophies, you know, all that sort of slightly social end of stuff, but also the store, which makes a big uh, difference. But it then set the PlayStation 5 as um, the primary for the app. So I was getting notifications of things that 
he was then downloading. Yeah, and I'm like, this isn't part of the PS Plus collection. What? What? And I had to then change the settings on my app, even though he completely wiped me from his PlayStation 5. Right. So there's a little bit of jigging around, but nothing heinous, nothing difficult to uh, to get your head around. But yeah, a little hack for everybody. Yeah, I mean, got the fact that Last PS5. of Us... Um, uh, now I lost the list. Last of Us Remastered is on mm-hmm. there, which yep. is really smart because Last of Us 2 is still pretty new in yes. some of the zeitgeist. So, like, why not? Although I think I already have that on PS Plus. I don't Yes, remember. I did. I did as well anyway. Yeah, there were a few games yeah. I already had on PS Plus, yeah. And a few games I've already um, got copies of, like God of War and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a, a nice few games to add to, to my collection. Uh, the next one... Once I finish The Last Guardian, I'm going to get into, I think, is Days Gone. Um, oh, yeah. I saw that on the list. I can't remember what Days Gone is. It's the zombie biker game. Oh, yeah. It didn't Dead get Don't great Ride. reviews, but it seems like the right kind of, hey, this is free, I'll sink some hours into oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And people love that game. Some some people absolutely love that game. And it's got, a, from what I can see, it has a fantastic photo mode as well, which... I'm I'm really unhappy that the Last Guardian doesn't have a photo mode. Um, you want all kinds of uh, dog, giant dog uh, outtakes. Yeah. Little, little one, one little bird dog petting photo would be would be fine, but can't set that shot. I've got to try and get it natively and then hit the share button. Um, but yeah, so I think that's what I'll I'll jump into uh, next. Um, who knows whether I'll get Cyberpunk or not. Um, it's coming out See, in like two weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. I it's the one like maybe Christmas. Like if mm. if lockdown goes where it is, it's the one thing I might spend money on. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fair. What uh, would you get it for? PS4 or PC? Age old question. It might be PC. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think PC would be the way to go for it. Yeah, I have a decent enough rig. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably got the same as my second run PS4. Like not initial buy, but within a year. Um, and, and that's and, the base and, PS4. Is it's not the Pro? No, no, it's just yeah. base PS4. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah. So it'll probably run better, and also couple things uh one um if i want to upgrade the thing it'll just look better by default it's Mm. not like i have to worry about like oh i ended up getting a ps5 but i didn't have the ps5 version of the phone um but also pc means mods i can't imagine what the modding community will do not only with like weird stupid gameplay stuff which i did a lot of with skyrim but also um just like aesthetics yeah, like like you know, someone's gonna figure out how to like double down on the lighting system or something, so your your PC turns into a space heater, but everything <laughs> looks amazing, right? Like you never need to put your central heating on again. Yeah, just have exactly uh, running like yeah. Apparently, the PS Five is already that. Um, <laughs> it's quiet, but it's just a heater. Um, but yeah, so so it's like it's like a game like that, which like trust a developer to have. Um, good pedigree it, yep. it, it's the my type of aesthetic i mean i played i've spent so much time on Shadowrun games that like mm. uh, like an an, uh, an actual more immersive game yeah i, I think it's got to be pc it'll also probably be cheaper 
Yeah, probably. Especially maybe not maybe not week one, but yes, yeah. If you waited a couple of weeks, uh, you might find it drops quicker on PC than it does yeah. on the on the consoles. Yeah, especially with the upgrade path. I think I, I do think that the the upgrade is going to be free um, for these for the consoles. If you buy the PS4 version, you get the five. You get the five version, but that is coming later, I think. So there'll oh. be a there'll be a PS5 version that you can buy, but the patch to upgrade the PS4 version to the PS5 version, I think, is going to be like several weeks down the line. Whilst they work out how that works, rather than just giving you the copy of the PS5 version. For fuck's sake! Yeah. Uh, another reason why upgrades. not to buy these consoles? Upgrades. I know. It's, yeah. It's so so yeah, it's PC basically because I think like the new console generation is kind of dumb. <laughs> Uh, I'm because there's no compelling reason not to wait, mm-hmm. especially while these question marks are on like what does software mean? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, well, with a PC, except like the, yeah, sure, some games don't run on Windows 10, so you but like people figure out how to mod them. Mm. Most things are backwards compatible with with maybe some awkward mods. Um, it's good enough for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's get into our next beers. Yep. What have you got? Me? I've got the Beavertown Bloody L Blood Orange IPA. Ah. 5.5%. I think I've had it before. I can't, I looked at it, like I stared at it in the shop. I'm like, is this is this one of the Beavertowns I've had? I can't remember. And I was like, you know what? It's a... It's a... It's a um, Grocery store episode. I'll just buy it and I'll talk about whether it's good. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So five point five percent again. Small can. Uh, depending on how Thursday goes, I'm looking forward to dropping into a bottle shop to see. There's a lot of interesting releases. It's the right time for new stuff coming out, as you've noticed with good chemistry. Mm. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to also an excuse to leave the house. Like, oh, I'll walk to a <laughs> bottle shop. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a blood orange IPA. Nice. Uh, what do you got? Um, I have got the rum. Oh. DRC rum porter. It's from Arbor, but in collaboration with Good Chemistry. I was um, like, that label is throwing me for a yes. legitimate loop. Yeah. Again, an Arbor beer, but a 440 mil can. Uh, they do say on the back, brewed with our friends at Good Chemistry, this rum porter takes its name from the double roasted crystal malt included the recipe included the recipe? Included in the recipe perhaps they should have said, which imparts heavy caramel and dark fruit flavours. Uh, it is, as the uh, Morello theory was, 6.5%. Yeah. Papa! I'll get nice. that correct. And we'll come back. I'm, I mean, I've had Bloody Hell from from Beaver Town. Um, I, you, I'm sure you've had it before. I'm sure I've had it too. I just couldn't, like, basically it was like, I'm pretty sure I've had this. I can't remember anything about it. That's good enough. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's episode 239 or something. Yep. I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so first off the bat, the it, it's much, it's a little hazy, but fairly clear um mm. almost no head the smell is quite citrusy 
the, the smell. I know the terms that we use in this. <laughs> the smellity smell. The nose is the quite waft. citrusy. Um, sorry. I might actually use the Instagram later. Um, I'm taking the photos. Who knows if I'll use it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite citrusy on the nose. Not a lot else. It's quite a quick, sharp nose. Sort of like, yep, little orange. You know, deep orange, probably a blood orange. Um, You'd think so. Well, that's juicy. It's it's thin on the texture. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, it's 5.5%. You kind of expect that. Um, it's juicy on the mouthfeel. I like that the blood orange is giving it a little, it's got a deep sweetness, but then some tartness coming it through as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell this is an IPA because it's just got, a, it's more, it's bitterness is coming more from, from, I would say the foundations, like basically the last beer, the Cali Pale was bitter because of that like very pine forward taste. Well, this is like, oh yeah, this is an IPA. This is just like foundationally quite bitter a little drying um hmm <laughs> i mean yeah it tastes blood orangey um i like that that blood orange has that bit of sweetness which kind of comes right in the end of the taste before the finish really kicks in you just get this nice uptick of sweetness yeah um i'm hoping that as i sip it and get you know my palate transitions from one beer to the other that I, I there's a little more i'm hoping more depth will develop because it's a uh, it's feeling a little more like yes this is blood orange that is bitter yeah and i'm like ah, but where's the depth um i'm like the only but there's that like that little bit of potential depth with like i said that hint of sweetness i'm noticing so i'm mm-hmm. hoping maybe it's just like i've had this super piney beer for the last little while, maybe, and so hopefully it'll come through. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it says what it is on the ten. Uh, I'm just yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll maybe come back to that at the end if I change my mind. But I guess yeah. it feels a little one note right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It'd be interesting to see if we did um, you know, go through the annals of history with the episodes and see what we thought oh, of it before and see if it's. Uh, you know how it stacks up whether the release that it was previously was kind of in bottle shops and those sorts of things or now it's like thrown into what was it Sainsbury's he picked it up uh yes Sainsbury's. so like it's gone to the supermarket so is it now you know a different recipe is it now bigger batch uh, brewing how has that changed what they what they're doing um, so yeah who knows who's going to do that I'm not going to do that um, yeah. I'm going to tell you about this beer so the Arbor and Good Chemistry Rum DRC it's got a it. very very light nose again super dark super dark beer a lot um, a lot blacker than the previous beer which had a hint of brown to it uh, this is just just solid black the nose comes through as a little bit malty um Hmm. What am I getting rum off of there? What am I getting? A little bit of licorice, perhaps. 
Like like licorice or like just a bit of anise seed? Maybe a little bit of anise seed rather than licorice. Hmm. I mean, anise anise, as as the song goes. Hmm. Um, okay. So, oh, it's it's. It, I was about to talk about it. It's developing more as I've as I leave oh, it. Um, oh, oh, there's a lot of coffee on this, which is nice. A lot of coffee on the back end, but when you first sip it, it does give you that sort of woody, tannin sort of side of rum. I don't think mm. it's like a, it's not like a spiced rum. But it then definitely goes into a very deep coffee, nice bitter, very roasted finish, which has this slight sort of burn just at the top following through. Like, it's not a burn, but it gives you, it isn't a burn, but it gives you the feel of that, you know, that feeling at the back and at the top of your mouth. That you get from high alcohol, that you get from some sort of liquors, um, and this was only like six and a half percent. It's not a big alcohol beer, but they are definitely getting across that feeling of rum and of um, of of a spirit, whilst hmm. having a lower ABV. And it's a little bit thin to drink. Um, it doesn't have a big sort of body, but the flavour is really, really big. Mm. That's lovely. That sounds I mean, I lo- really I mean, cool. I, I love rum. I'm a big rum drinker. Um, it is my favourite spirit. So this was always going to. And when I went to the brewery, Kelly said, "These are new in today." Right, I'll have two, please. So I got ah. another one sat in the cupboard, waiting for me. This is the the. I do miss living in Easton. <laughs> this would be the perfect time to just do the old brewery trail on foot and like collect some wares. Uh, yes, yeah. But without um, transport and and the global pandemic, it's. But I'm definitely going to seek this out, um, just based on your initial impressions and and the fact that it it blossomed. Yes, yeah, it did. Absolutely you. did, and yeah. that's my favorite type of beer. Um, Long time listeners know I I talk at length about like a taste curve and that seems mm. to be exactly what's happening is that you have a dynamic taste curve going on and that's also two of my favorite brewers let alone local brewers collaborating cool let's do it I'm gonna find this beer <laughs> do it uh, absolutely um, I know um, just looking at the socials and stuff like local local places like bottles and books and stuff have got them in uh, at the moment but who knows how long. For, I don't know what yeah. like, how many they bought in and stuff like that, um, and it's probably best to just go to Good Chemistry when they're open and see if they've got any left, or just shoot them a message on socials and and see I, uh, if you can. Put I might, I might, in or something like that. But I, I might contact our friends at Bottles and Books to see if they can have any to hold, just because it's quite a bit closer. Mm. Um, I suppose it is because yes. I am on yeah. foot. Yeah, that's true. Don't really yeah. want to be lugging around, sort of. If I if I had a vehicle, I, I wouldn't mind the extra few yeah. minutes, and I'd love to just go straight to the provider. But like, not only is it a, 
a hefty walk, which probably would be good for me, but also the walk back with the beer because if I was going to good chemistry, I would take a backpack empty and come mm-hmm. back full, and yes. I think it would be suboptimal. Get your, get your power march on for the mm. for the way back. Get your workout for the day done. Uh, yeah, so these are our beers. We're going to enjoy them. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll return to one of the beers at the end of the episode. Uh, but for now, Adol, we're going to come to you. What do you want to chat about this week? I mean, you know what I'm going to chat about. I'm going to chat about a game that I played today on stream called The Dune Sea uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's also, uh, as much as I was effusively talking about playing games, uh, I had a very low-key weekend where you didn't really play other games. Um, mm-hmm. But... Like I said, I, this is a turnaround point, hopefully. But um, so yes, uh, the Dune Sea. Um, there'll be a vod up, or at least a highlight on Twitch. Um, I didn't really know much about it. I like going into these. The, so the series uh, uh, that I stream on is First Look Tuesdays, where we get a recent game. We've got, a, you know, we get a code for. I might, if I end up getting Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I'll probably do a first look, despite us not getting a code, just because mm-hmm. that's the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so a review of a newish game, usually smaller, obviously um, indie games. Uh, and this week was the Dune Sea, and uh, apparently you are a goose, and it's the apocalypse, possibly around when the what? dinosaurs died, <laughs> but a meteor definitely hits the planet right at the beginning. Um, and it, you're like a reasonably high poly, uh, goose with good textures and the rest of the, um, like the landscape, etc., is all low poly, which is a nice little, so basically all the birds in the game look more detailed than the mm. rest. It's a side-scrolling flight game. Flight former, I think is what I called it on stream. Uh, so, you know, you, you fly, you fly from one end of the level to another, the, yeah, the, the end, um, and that's all you have to do. Um, apparently we looked it up on stream, 12 levels, I got to the yes. end of number eight-ish. Um, uh, and yeah, it was interesting, uh, you know, so there's some interesting things, basically you have a stamina bar, um, where left stick will go make you go faster if you just point it to the right because it's a flight former um but it'll slowly dwindle your stamina but basically if you hit like floating seeds and then sometimes leaves and flowers that are just sort of floating in the air uh it'll replenish your your meter so it really seemed it seemed like it wanted you just kind of go fast mm. and just go fast and f- learn how to fly and get all the things um you, if you let go of sort of the fly button, which is ZR or trigger, right trigger, um, you just start to fall. If you uh, don't restart flying, you bottom out and die, and then you go back to the next nearest checkpoint. Um, you have a honk button, which when you go to fl- fl- flocks, flocks, that's the word, flocks of yep. other birds, you see them, you honk, you recruit one of them. If you do that, there. So, so basically, the the game is fly, get seeds, go around. Um, but because it's this weird world, they're like floating boulders that you have to pick. Do you go above or below? Um, you know, uh, how do you get around 
boulder at this height and then mountain. So you have to like peak up afterwards. Uh, and so, so, so it felt like it, it taught you reasonably slowly that like, okay, so sometimes you're going to want to not just scream left. Uh, mm. And also sometimes the best way to get around things is, you know, letting go of the fly trigger. So you just arc over and dive down and you just have to hit the fly tr- trigger before you bottom out the um there's like enemy plants there's giant rock like 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 um roc giant prehistoric bird. birds yep who yell in the background um when you, you every so often most of the checkpoints are like um a flat piece of rock you can land on and that as long as you stay on it it'll rebuild your health um and yeah, so you're basically just getting becoming a little more acrobatic and you just scroll through. I went through, like I said, eight levels. Um, turns out left trigger makes you like super dive and like green bubbles come which, out of your butt. Which you found out in about level five or six? Six or seven, I think. <laughs> uh, it didn't give me, as far as I know, it didn't give me a tool tip. Uh, it also didn't seem worth it because all, all the like tight... Oh, you've got to arc over a thing and then go down bits of the game. Mm. I did with just letting go of the trigger and gliding and then kicking it in again, except for one spot. Um, and I, I didn't even try it the other way. Um, so, yeah, that's the basic idea. Um, the other thing is, uh, so a couple gameplay things. Um, if you try and stop on a dime and turn... It's like a really slow animation to turn, and it takes about a half second before you can turn back again. So if you accidentally turned because you just wanted to like pull back on the trigger, you then kind of get stuck uh, and mm. um, can't quite turn back fast enough. Most of my deaths were sort of around that or just misjudging things. Um, but yeah, it has some really cool graphics. Like I said, sort of lower poly on purpose clouds and boulders, and you go through like lava levels and glacier levels and you know streams with verdant ish growth uh uh, but you start with sort of the titular dune sea so the first few levels are just kind of like deserty Mm -hmm. or plateau yes um and and then you sort of hit these other things as you get through super pretty the music is really cool it's really sort of zen but um you know a lot of this parts parts of the soundtrack just sort of have this like string section or percussion that like vibes in and out and so at some points in the game you're suddenly like oh i'm feeling a little more agitated and it's all right because like suddenly like the the beats have faded from the background into the foreground or the strings started going and then it fades away and it didn't seem like it was tied to the part of the level but just like a oh i'm feeling more tense now oh the soundtrack's doing a thing because it really you kind of can tune it out and be like oh yeah it's background zen music um the one thing i didn't try was the zen mode versus classic um not Mm. sure what that's about uh sort of we'll get to why i didn't check it out at the end of the stream in a bit um so it seems like a fun little thing uh it it felt kind of even at like apparently we did eight of 12 levels by level six i was kind of like getting a little antsy uh because it was not enough change it's like okay the background's changing but i'm essentially just going forward and yelling at birds and it, so so there's certain <laughs> certain trials that you can get done which are like you go through a hoop and it says you need this many bird companions otherwise it won't trigger and then it's like 
basically a bunch of hoops that you have to go through in order. And a couple of times I missed the order because there was one down and I went up or whatever. Uh, I never even struggled to get birds by honk because you just yes. honk at them and they're always in your way anyway. So I never really struggled to not trigger that hoop. Uh, and the only times I didn't get to the objective and so in the beginning levels, it's like you go through five of these hoops and it like drops a boulder on an evil plant. So it won't attack you. Uh, and then it became, it unlocks these like secret passages that get you strings of, um, dandelion seeds and possibly a gilded lotus type flower, like a gold lotus type flower, um, which seemed to be collectibles. The beginning levels is like, there are three of them, but again, I didn't. The game didn't put enough pressure on why I should care about getting them. Even at the end of the level, it didn't say you got two of three. Mm-hmm. You just ended the level. And it's like, did I get them all? I can't remember. So those were the tougher, more puzzly flight forming parts. But I never felt like I needed to do it. It Again, getting the birds was just kind of like, I like having birds fly behind me. But occasionally because you actually have collision with them if you like had to turn around you might hit them and then it would stall you out and you couldn't turn back around or you couldn't do the thing you're trying to do it's like okay there is an opportunity cost to getting these birds but it's like three times in my entire two hours of playing did the birds get in the way in a significant time point um i'm burying the lead uh i guess um a couple things let's start with the first bug i noticed well, so so again, so let's uh, when you land on the checkpoint panel, you sit for like four seconds, and then you hear a howl and like a a beast, a fox. It looks like um, yeah, like a, a wolf or a coyote. A wolf, a wolf. Yeah, it's a wolf or a coyote. Yeah. Um, like makes a barking noise and then charges up from again. Sorry, so this is a two D plane, and it comes from the background, and it looks like it's going to come and attack you, and uh, you know you just jump off, and maybe you didn't get full stamina refill from your rest fine um but like within two levels i was like ah i'm doing this for a stream let's see what happens and then it got stuck on the environment and you could see its tail wagging just outside the corner and you're like oh i guess i guess i don't have to worry about being attacked here cool (laughs) and then i found out that you could land on almost any flat surface and it would would regen your stamina not as quickly. But in the first five levels, it would trigger the howling and the clear, like, da 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 of the, like, wolf coming at you. But you wouldn't even see the wolf because you're in the middle of a mountain and it's clearly coming at you from the, like, from the plane that doesn't exist. And it's like, it's, there's no way it's getting at you. So then it became kind of aggravating because it's not only, um, not only did it seem like this, it could never get me, but also now you're just triggering this weird sound effect and this like visceral sting um, that doesn't make sense because I can't see the thing. It's not getting at me. I could stay here for an hour. It's fine. Mm. Uh, and it really made like the only sense of threat the game had, which is fine because it's like a flight forming, like low key. It seems pretty casual, like like not casual. The the Zen music all seemed to be like, well, there's not a lot of threats, but this is one. And it's like, I don't think this has ever been a threat. I guess I could go back to level one and be like, will it kill me? And just like sit and wait. Um, but it just, there are like, the plants that you like crush with boulders have a really low hit range and they clearly could grab you. Uh, the giant birds that yelled 
seemed like a threat, but at no point did they really enter the foreground. Um, and so then it was like, okay, well, if I just wanted to finish, and it wasn't like trying to rush through to see and like do it the way I want to play, but also because I'm on stream trying to show most of the game, um, I could just stop on, on almost an A-flat surface, get my stamina, and then go back. There was all, I only died from stamina death a few times, and it was because I like wandered around and then kind of forgot mm. I could just land in most places. Um, so like the the wolf was really frustrating because uh, it seemed like not a thing, but it kept queuing in every yes. time I landed on, even on a checkpoint that was like on the top of a mountain. It would be like, ah. But then and oddly, the, and, at, like the camera would shift with it as well, yeah. wouldn't it? Like, and you're like, okay, you're you're, you're very much signposting that this thing is coming and that there is some kind of danger but we know from it's not, what we've done that nothing is going to happen well especially when you're like high up and then mm. yeah like you said it, it and the weirdest thing is um sorry i'm shifting gears mid-sentence the weirdest thing was like level five or six it just stopped triggering mm. anywhere i landed including what looked like the ideal place for the wolf to come attack me it just stopped triggering. It was like, okay, now I can land anywhere, and I don't even get the annoying sting. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, and I think it was, I think it was level seven or maybe six that, like, there was that one of those gilded lotus things. Um, I went through all the hoops and I dropped some boulders and I went up and it's like there's still boulders in the way. Yes. And I kept going, so I was like, I don't know what to do. I looked around, couldn't figure it out. I went forward, and then I, like, hit another place where it's, like, another one of those hoop sequences, and then I went forward. I couldn't find anything. It's like, oh, maybe it's backwards. And that, and like it was, like, bath pa- backpathing, and it was, like, the best moment in the game for me where it was, like, right, just because, the like, you're trying to get to the end doesn't mean you have to do this linearly. It was, like, this is really well thought out. This is yeah. cool. I went, f- I went, I went through the hoops, hit a breast point, see the flower i'm supposed to get can't get it go forward it's like oh we're gonna unlock a thing guess you have to backtrack and find the neck the the the, like the sequence of hoops to unlock the last boulders to come down to get that lotus that again i'm not sure why i should bother with but that like shift in oh this is a more dynamic pathing game was enough for me to do that bet Mm -hmm. right and and feel like oh i want to do this of course i'm going to do this and then the next level, I think there might have been another backtracking one, but it was really unclearly signposted. I just went through a f- like the first hoop, and then I didn't see another hoop, and I backtracked for like a screen and a half and didn't see it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go. Um, and I think that's sort of my like my feeling about the game was like, I'm, I'm, ki- I'm kind of glad what happened, at, and we'll talk about it in a second, what happened at the end of level eight happened because... Another four more levels of that sort of sameness yeah, was just yeah. like kind of boring, and even like for a Zen game, because it's like I get what you're doing, and then again, it's all these like little things. It's like you gave me a, a notion of threat, cool. Then the threat was uh, either broken or just vacuous, but also triggering in places where I knew it wasn't a threat. And then the like the the yeah, it felt like the game wanted to t- say like. We've got on the ground, we've got these weird plants, and we've got the wolf. But then as you progress, notice that this giant bird is getting closer to the foreground. It's going to be the next threat. Maybe it'll attack you in the sky. But it just never became a thing. And it's like, okay, I don't believe any of these things are threats. Yeah. With, 
And it was just like, okay, so now I don't really feel like I need to rush through, but clearly the game wants me to, because a lot of the pot, like the, the places where I was screwing up a couple of, because each level had about one spot where it's like, I'm screwing this up. Um, oh, which brings me to, because it's 2D in a 3D plane, like 3D environment, Mm-hmm. There's like a plane you are in, and you don't get to go like it's proper platformer. But they have things in the foreground and things in the background, and m- m- too many times it was unclear whether this rock was going to be a thing I could I would go fly right by because mm-hmm. it was more in the foreground or more in the background or a thing I would just like die on. And like I would say sixty plus percent of my deaths, except sorry, I would say almost all of the deaths outside of the places where I was having trouble. Mm-hmm. on like an actual acrobatic thing almost all of those deaths were wait that's actually in my way yes um which is really frustrating right um so yeah so so the last bit because i feel like i'm just ragging on the game it was enjoyable i played it for two hours like i said earlier uh, i didn't notice i was playing for two hours so it's not like all right it was just like oh shit it's been an hour and 45 minutes mm. super fun like super especially those early levels it just felt like it was overstaying it's welcome without enough ramp i guess is my worry mm-hmm. or my complaint uh but then at the end of level eight something weird started happening where it was uh, like my birds abandoned me which is the key and say the level's over because your companions are leaving you just have to fly to the end and then uh, i'm flying and there's like a uh like, like a block they're basically like a giant block, yeah, basically. So you, you can't just, like, you're, like, few, like 15 meters above ground level before. It's like a block, cool, just aim up. And then my wings cut out, and I started falling. And I, like, quickly hit fly, and then I went forward again. And then I cut out again. And so, like, I died three or four times mm-hmm. based on this fact that I couldn't maintain flight. And, I, and the first time it happened, we are like, oh... Until you were fucking about, because I was trying to play with this weird dive mechanic that uses up a lot of stamina, and I was like, oh, I must have been doing that. But then I wasn't. It just every time I crossed the threshold, it would cut my wings no matter how much stamina I had, and it would only last like three wing beats, and they were cut again. Uh, and the only, I, I, I think on the fourth way, it was just like, cool, I know that if I hit the B button for land, because it's flat, I'll just if I lose my wings, I'll just land and then take off again, and I'll just do that to the end of the level. So I did like three bounces basically. So like, oh, my wings are no longer working for some reason. The game hasn't explained to me. And bottom out hit, hold holding trigger hit land so that I like land and don't die because if you touch the ground without hitting the land button, you die. But if you keep holding fly, you'll immediately take off again. I have enough stamina, fine. But then I would like bop back up and then a few wing baits later drop again so just like bunny hop three times then it seemed to be fine and then i flew off and it like did the thing because it's very cinematic on the ends of the levels it sort of like takes over and like yeah, you will take off and it, a bit and yeah, yeah you you like your bird goes off in a different direction and so in this case i go off in a different direction and i'm behind a rock and you see my silhouette because it just does silhouetting when you're behind things fly off in the distance and then we sat there and we watched it, and and I was just flapping, and flapping. Nothing. And I had let didn't, go of the buttons because the gate cut the level to the little scene over. that it normally cuts to. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, maybe you have to drive, and so I like put pushed the the forward on the joypad, uh, joystick, and yep, started flapping more. And then it cut to me flying again, using stamina, 
And then I let go. And I was still flying forward, this time with just, like, air trails behind me. But I was flying, which are, like, so when you dive, it, like, does little air trails behind you that kind of look like farts now that I think about it. Um, but it's, but I'm now on the plane, like, I'm level with the ground. And then we just both watched as I slowly left the level. <laughs> um, and it's it like very good. I was very good, and it's, like, like we said, I often try and break games. I did not try. The game just broke on me, and it was like, okay, well, given how annoying various parts of the game were, and like, I'm assuming it was bugged from the very, like that, that approaching that block, because I can't yeah. imagine they introduced a new mechanic, which is no matter how much stamina you have, you die. You you just have to learn that sometimes your wings fail you. That seems like a really weird thing to not show, like even like hint at. But it and I, I think actually my bunny hopping, I probably like hopped over the right trigger for actually leaving or something. Something went wrong. Yeah, something something didn't quite trigger correctly, and whether that was because you weren't flying at the correct time and it was just falling by itself, or who, who knows yeah. why it didn't trigger, but. Yeah, just I mean, it was a it was a perfect way to end, really. Yeah, because because like uh, like I said, it was um, I had been talking about how. So what was interesting on that last level was it gave you more dead ends that you had to like do yes. the back pivot. Because I, as I said, the thing that slowed you the most, that was most clunky, was when you switched directions, and like you kind of had to do that a couple times on your first run through an area because there was a lot of like strict dead ends, and so. It was like, okay, well, this is becoming sort of not in the flow of just smooth flying. It's like awkward, a little more awkward. And then when I had to like bash my head against the end of the level um, because it kept just not letting me fly, um, it was like, I'm getting a little fed up. Oh, okay, it's cool. The game's fed up too. Let's, let's, all, let's all finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, when I, I, I was actually, when we, it was like we were on level five and it was like, oh, actually, you know, maybe two and a half hours I could get this done. And I was like, "Cool, I can finish this game." And then, and then, but it was so kind of relieving when it broke because it was like, oh, "I don't have to do four more levels of this." Because ultimately, it just didn't do enough. Yeah. Throughout, and like I like I said, part of that might just be signposting. Like, you had five birds and two lodi. Um, versus, did I need to get the lotuses? The game didn't even tell me, except for like. Suddenly they were on the the brief. The other thing is like the UI disappears on you all the time. Mm. So at the beginning of the level, if you don't look in the top left corner, you don't know how many lotuses you're supposed to collect until you collect a lotus, and then it like brings that back up, or you hit a checkpoint, and it shows you how far along you you're, you are. Um, your stamina bar only shows up when you're using it, which means if you're flying slowly, it doesn't tell you where you're at. It's just like. Uh, I get the idea of like hide the UI when it's not needed, but this felt like. Wait, how much stamina do I have? Wait, do I want to burn stamina just to look at the bar? And then also, well, if at the end of the level you don't tell me I collected a lotus, and I don't notice it for most of the level, should I bother? Like, I feel like <laughs> they, so something was lost in 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 this UI hiding that just yes. it didn't feel like a big deal. To the point where, like, I had to, I could have backtracked at one point, and I was like, "Meh." Yeah, completely. Uh, I think it's got some issues with signposting, with tooltips, with bugs. 
there's definitely some work that I think could have been uh, beaten out between the PC release and, and this one. Yeah, I'd be super. I, I might have to check out, look at the Steam uh, mm. reviews and stuff just to see because, like this, this feels like it's like a should have been early access game, and the fact that it came out on another platform months and months ago is very odd to me because yeah. game breaking bug, but also like little things like I discovered very early on that if you like switch directions right before you hit the ground. You kind of like balance on your beak and then you don't bottom out and it's more reliable than like hitting glide at the right point because you can mm-hmm. also turn directions and it's just like I don't think I'm supposed to do it this way. <laughs> but I can I but it was like very consistent. Like you saw me replicate it time and time again. It's like yes. oh, I'm fucking up. Oh, it's okay, I'll just balance on my beak and then take off again. Obviously all those geese that do that in real life yeah. just balance um, on their beaks when they need to turn. Yeah. So I mean it's it's funny when it's like it would have been people would complain if it was like an hour long game yeah. hour and a half um but it probably i probably would have been super happy like i have no idea what the plot quote unquote is doing but that's another signposting problem but like if i if i had finished that on level seven or whatever like that level where i had to backtrack and it was like cool that was the end i'd been like ah i'd probably be like ah, i wish there was more versus the next level where it's like back to desolate and like no real challenge in the pathing like that mm. that last level level eight seemed like like maybe it's a padding level or something because and the worst place to stop because it was like level six and seven started to like do interesting things and then level eight did, was yeah. just yeah. boring and even the background was just like okay we're now there's weird blocks and buildings exist but they're really just blocks there's no detail on them so but also the things you just told me, like introduced to me that kind of grabbed me aren't in this level. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it was, it was old in terms of its pacing as well. And in, in, in that sort of sense, like do a few things really cool in this level. And then no, just, just don't worry about it anymore. We, we've done that. We, we, yeah. we won't bother you with it again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A very odd, um, it was an, very yeah, odd, experience. odd experience. It'd be interesting to see what Zen mode is like. Um, and whether that yeah, was I'm... maybe the that was the concept, and then they tried to flesh it out into something a little bit more, perhaps. Uh, be interesting to know what that progression was for it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Dune C, not Star Wars yeah. related. Although you could mistake some of the plants for for Sarlaccs hey. a little bit. But um, yeah. Oh, actually, okay. Wow. Huh. Sorry, I just I just opened up the Steam store. Sure enough, Zen Mode uh, came out. In, um, they introduced Zen Mode, which is... The player becomes invincible and has infinite energy. You can bump into anything and just keep going. Explore oh. the, all the different levels with ease. Flap and honk all the way to your victory with Zen Mode. Hmm. Um I'm sorry, this game was not so... Like, I, I know I didn't get all the lotuses and stuff. Like, I got one or two per level that... And, like, yes, I could have, like, explored more, but, like... It's not like it was so difficult mm-hmm. that, like, I would want... To be honest, the, the only, like, the, the, the moments where I was like, ah, this is interesting and cool is, like, when it was, like... 
so this down path seems like the right way to go, but as you approach, there's a boulder coming up. So, like, you need to, like, go over the boulder, but then, like, just let go of the trigger so you're not flying so that you glide down over the boulder so you don't hit it and just tuck under to enter the bottom, like, this this bottom valley or whatever. Um, those moments were really interesting because you you might die. Yeah, like like I think like, I think I got better at flying in that game because of the few times I like the handful of times I died. I wouldn't want to just bumble my way through, but I get that's just me. But it just um, and and maybe maybe it's just that 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 uh, there's a lot more challenge to the lotuses I didn't find. But mm-hmm. uh, again, if in that case, it's I think it comes back to signposting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, let's let's finish there this week. I was going to talk a little bit about Curse of the Old Gods, but we we've we've run on a little I, bit. I, I rambled. It's a game I, I like will slated be... a game by accident. <laughs> if well, eh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's yeah, cathartic it to discuss a game in a in a way. Uh, but Curse of the Old Gods is a game I'm um, I'm I'm playing that I will continue to play that I'm enjoying. Uh, that I'm better at than I was when I did it on the stream. You can go to our Out of Lives Network Twitch channel to see the um, VOD of me playing and exactly what that game is. Uh, Roguelite Dungeon Crawler. Um, Different from Hades. A little bit slower. A little bit more methodical. Um, Seems like planning your path is like because they give you the map. Is, is they much give you a important. map. It's got a bit of a slay the spire element to it, where you can kind of pick where you want to go, what you want to get from a from a set of rooms. Um, so it's 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 it definitely has. I think the word weighty is what I would use so far. But it's constantly being updated. There was an armory update a little while ago, which introduced more weapons. There's another update uh, which is dropping tomorrow. Um, so a couple of days ago, if you're listening to this as uh, as the podcast. Um, so I will be I will be playing it continuously. I think um, it's going to be like my Hades of last year um, that I will probably play and then never touch when it actually comes out as its full release. So I don't know exactly what the full game will ever be like, uh, but I will return to it and discuss it a little bit more in detail in the coming weeks. Uh, let's talk about the beers that we have yeah. uh, drunk. all I had beers. You did have beers. Did you have a preference? Definitely. Uh, it was actually so. My worries about the Beavertown bloody hell uh, blood orange IPA were just, they just it just kept doing that. It's just kind of one note. I actually think the one thing that didn't did I didn't notice because I was continuously sipping it was um, the finish is like kind of delicately blood orange. Like the very mm. long finish, like the bitterest leaves, and you use this like light, literal blood orange aftertaste. You're like, wait, did I have orange? Mm. Huh. Okay. Uh, which I only noticed after I finished the beer and kept rambling on about the goose game that isn't as good as the other goose game. Uh, ooh, I feel bad now. Uh, no, I don't. It's important to be critical when Absolutely. you need to be critical. Yes. Um, while the Cali Pale, I actually had like kind of low expectations. Not that I don't trust Tiny Rebel, but just because it was like, it was a juicy pale ale, 5%. Cool. It'll be like a little tropically hmm. pale ale. Easy win. But like, 
that pininess that was in the nose and the taste just carried it so yeah. well. It made the juicy tropical fruit, like mango passion fruit, um, forwardness. It tempered it, but also outlasted it. So then it felt, like I said, uh, more more dynamic and there's more interplay at the various points of the taste curve. And like I said, I think when I had it, it was like, oh, I could have this at a time where I didn't, an, an atypical tropical pale ale, tropical IPA time. Like I could have this kind of at the pub, whatever, could be raining. This is a tasty beer. And I think it's because of the really well balanced of the like piney bitterness with the tropical taste. So it's not like you're like, this doesn't like, you know, we have these like associations with certain tastes and certain weathers. You're like, okay, like I, I love me a good, strong, juicy, tropical IPA, but like dead of winter, it's going to feel weird to have. This is like, well, maybe not dead of winter, but pretty close just because that pininess gives it enough of a backbone that it's like, right, this is playing kind of both of the profiles of like, yeah, hearty and, and, and sort of sweet, fun, spritey. Uh, and yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to keep my eye out for this, especially because it's in supermarkets. Like, I'm going, you know, I was going to say, you know, when you go to a house, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you hang out in a park. Oh, uh, no, even, uh, even, even that. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know. when I walk by a Sainsbury's, I'm like, I need four good quality beers. <laughs> Oh god, this this fucking year. Sorry, I just I, I semi broke down. But yeah, it's the sort of thing where like uh, months ago I was like, you know, I I kind of defaulted to when I want good beer, but I'm going to a place I'm I'm gonna just get brew gooder because it's mm. good cause and like really easy to drink and like you know have it in park whatever. Um, uh, you know, I I've notoriously said, hey, sometimes I go to these house parties with these you know younger postgrads and it's like sure get me a six pack of stella because i'm just going to be drinking a lot it's cheap i don't mind the lager um but on those like in between times it's like oh yeah brugger's a good place to be like i'm enjoying this Mm. um but knowing that this is available in a supermarket um big chain supermarket like no contest I, i would seek this out almost any time of the year just to have a good tasting beer yeah. And yeah, sure, if I'm having one of those epic nights that one sometimes does, uh, I would start with a couple of these and then go to the J.D. Stellas. It yeah, seems like great, start. great, great whilst, solution. Whilst you can remember whilst, the taste. Yeah, whilst I have taste buds. Yeah, exactly. So so I'm, I'm like real, I'm well chuffed about this. This is, I, I was very surprised by this, just because of the depth and interplay yeah. of that pine and tropical. A good find for you then. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, very much. Mm, good. Um, I think for me, it's... Uh, it's going to be the collaboration beer this week. The Arbor and Good Chemistry uh, Rum DRC. Um, it presented, I think, the more I drank it, you know, you're getting those molasses flavors from the rum the more and more that I drank it, getting a little bit of vanilla as well in there with it, but still maintaining a little bit of a coffee, some roasted notes from the from the porter itself. Um Rather than it just being, you know, just just purely rum, very very well made. I think the Rolo Theories again is a well made beer. Uh, it does bring out a little more chocolate as you drink it, and that sweetness does die back a little bit. But I think the rum uh, DRC just 
edges more into the kind of things that I like uh, than the Morello theory does. So just for personal preference, uh, rather than it being one better than the other, it's the Arbor and um, Good Chemistry Rum DRC. But both very good beers, both beers you should definitely um, try and find in your bottle shop. If your bottle shop doesn't stock Arbor or Good Chemistry, you're probably not within a certain radius of Bristol. So you should get them to expand their range and see what they've got and get them to get us get some beers over to you. Or you can just order from probably both of their web stores. I don't know if I have a web store, Good Chemistry do, or you can go to one of the local Bristol bottle shops who are doing web deliveries as well because they've normally got them in um but yeah, yeah two, i mean i'm, very I'm super interested in that i'm gonna i'm gonna seek it out asap you that should sounds, absolutely sounds exactly up my my alley yes and it's uh and i think i did them in the right order as well the rum drc is a nice uh beer to sort of finish an evening out on mm. definitely if i'd have been sat here with you know i had three or four ipas as I had a few days ago with the other beers that I picked up from Good Chemistry, um, finishing out an evening with with that would have been just right. Um, so uh, holding it for the podcast was maybe the poorest choice, rather than drinking the other one. When I, you know, a few nights ago, when I kind of wanted one more beer after uh, after smashing back a couple of Kokomo weekdays and um, mm. uh, New Dawn, which is another new IPA that Good Chemistry have put out. But they are our beers this week. They're the games yeah. that we've been playing. If you'd like to talk to us and let us know what you're drinking, what you're playing, you can do that in lots of different ways at Tanked Up Cast on most of the socials or Out of Lives Net over on Twitter. I'm at Nova underscore 47. Adult is the Omniarch on almost all of the things. If you want to play games with him on Switch, message him on oh, something God, yeah. and ask him for a code. That's the best way to do that, I would imagine. Oh, um, you've reminded me to write down uh, the one thing that happened on this because I streamed Dune on Switch was um, I forgot to turn off the notifications. So uh, like the stream was just like, Lucy's playing this, Tessa's playing this. I'm like, I wonder if my friends want the world... I mean, they, the world won't know or care, but like, maybe I should turn these off just for professionalism yeah, reasons. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But we did see that Lucy was playing Animal Crossing. Yes, mm. we will. We'll grill her. I mean, I haven't touched that game in months. Next week, when she's back, yeah, you know, talk to her about her secret Animal Crossing gaming that she never tells anyone about. Now that we know her secrets out, the, the, the I, one I joy of having notifications on. That's she, it. She, she she skipped us because she was like, I want to animal cross. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the right way to verb really. that, right? She's taking care of her island. Um, uh, uh, oh, God, I should look at my island. I bet it's just full of weeds. Oh, mate. Get on it's there great. and chop those no, down. Just, um, yeah, if, I... if people, Adel, want to <laughs> come and join you for your first look Tuesdays, where do they yep. do that? I mean, if you're tuning in right now here on twitch yes if you're not uh twitch.tv slash out of lives network uh where on mondays mondays at noon british time uh out of lives people usually ben and i geek out weekly the newest podcast which if you haven't tuned in please do and don't forget to write reviews on your podcasting app of choice that would really Mm. help us out um we geek out weekly that's w-e-a-k-l-y 
because, well, we're not gatekeepy. We're old. We like nerding out, but we don't have the wherewithal to be idiots about it. <laughs> um, this week, we uh, we watched Bill and Ted's Fa- Bill and Ted Face of Music, the third uh, entry in the Bill and Ted's franchise, many years in the making. Um, Tuesdays at noon, you catch me on First Look Tuesdays, uh, where you could watch me accidentally break a game, perhaps. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube or watching this on YouTube or listening to this as a podcast, Tanked Up is recorded at 8 p.m. British time on this on Twitch. We do have a Wednesday slot where Ben Ben's lunchtime fun, um, which is now what I've, I've decided we're calling it. It's <laughs> just what it's going to be. Ben's lunchtime fun. Again, noon, uh, British Standard Time. Ben plays a game for an hour because mm-hmm. um, that's his lunch hour. Uh, and then we've got Radari at 10 p.m. Fridays, British Time, uh, playing whatever Radari wants to. Yeah. Uh, join him. Last week it was the latest... Um, what are those? Little Little Hope. Thanks. The Dark yes, Pictures so, Anthology. Yeah, so it's the the anthology. Uh, so this is the 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 anthological sequel to Until Dawn. Man, no, Man of Medan. Man of Medan. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. From super massive games. Still, yes. yes. From the people I, who made I, Until I Dawn. Yes, a new a new uh, anthology series from them. Games that they are chucking out. I mean, Man of a yeah. came out last year. Little Hope has, has just come out. Uh, I think they they were on track to make. They they at least said they wanted to make one every like six or nine months. And I think they've been about a yeah. year in between releases. So, uh, Radari uh, previously streamed Apex Legends. That's uh, that and Rocket League are the things that he normally plays. But he does love a narrative um, based game so he is playing a few of those too if you want to join him on a Friday evening if you've an, an evening free if you're hanging out playing a game stick him on in the background watch him absolutely destroy people on Apex Legend that's what I did a couple of weeks ago and that, that man is very very good I, I'm not even going to bother playing a game like that because I know I'll just get eaten by someone like him yeah yeah and that's probably us this week remember to go to outoflives.net to look at some excellent articles from people like Kyle uh, and you can see all of the videos you can see our faces everything that we have said features also on outoflives.net so go there as well to look at that or our YouTube page as well for this week we have been tanked up bye bye ciao www.outoflives.net